you're glad you're here. Welcome, especially if this is your first time. A special welcome to you. We're so glad you're here at the Porch Community Church for another great day of worship. It is the first Sunday of the month, and on the first Sunday of the month, we celebrate communion together. And so later on in the service, we will share in the communion table. And I just want to say for those of you that maybe you haven't been here before when we've had communion, or uh, or this is your first time here, so you haven't been here when we've had communion, um, all are welcome at this table. We say in our church that all are welcome who desire to be in a relationship with God, who earnestly repent of your sin. This table is open for you. And so later when the when we have communion, there'll be a time you'll be directed to come. We hope that you will come and participate. It's not about you as much as it is about what Jesus has done for us. And so I hope you'll participate in that as the day comes. So we're starting a new series today. And over the next four weeks, not just for the four weeks, but but very intentionally for the next four weeks, we are going to talk about this concept, this idea of, of being someone who lives thank you. That you live thank you. That you are a person who lives a life of gratitude. That you are very grateful and thankful for the way God has worked in your life. And you live that out. So you are living a life that says thank you. And so that's what we're going to be talking about specifically these four weeks. But this is really part of just who we are. This is part of the DNA of who we are as the church. Uh, We want to be this all the time. And so uh, I hope that as you kind of lean in and hear this, that this will be something you take in. Today's message, I already heard from our folks at 930, and I know personally because I I went through it, but it's kind of a, this one kind of hurts. It's not going to feel that great, but I hope at the end of it, or by the time you sit with this and think about in regard to this, that God will speak to you in such a way that you will want to respond. And, and I don't know how your response is going to be. I know how it is with me and, and what it's doing with us, but I hope that, that you'll respond to what we're going to talk about. I want to go ahead and tell you where we're going to be today, two different places. We'll be in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 in just a few moments, and then we're going to jump over to the Gospels to Luke chapter 12. So Ecclesiastes 4 and Luke 12 is where we're going to be. And while you're turning there, um, like I said last week, I said that this message, I believe, has it's very important to who we are as a church. I believe that the message that we're talking about today, it's not just like a one-time conversation and move on, but I believe this is very important to who we are as a church. But not only that, I believe that today's message is, is a pivotal message can be a pivotal message for you, like you as an individual. I believe it can be pivotal for for your family, for uh, your purpose, for God's purpose in your life. Today can be that kind of a message if you allow God to speak to you and you allow the Holy Spirit to to uh, you know move you and and minister to you. I really think, and I know that sometimes it's like, are you just making this up? But I, I think, I believe this, that, that today in many ways can be like a game changer for you in your walk of faith. That, that can, today can really change the, the trajectory on which you are, you're on, and, and it, can, it, it could really just make, it, make the future so much different, much uh, better. So here's the big idea for today. This is the big idea that I want you to think in, think about, and, and we're going to talk about it more and explain it. But it's this idea that more is not always better. The big idea for today is that more is not always better. 
And see, I think if I say that, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I got it. But, but when we really stop and like take it in, like we, this is not our mindset about stuff, right? Aren't two tacos better than one taco? And so more, we're like, hang on, but more tacos is always better. But more is not always better. You know, I think about it, you know, well, God didn't give us just one hand. He gave us two hands. So we need to take in all we can get with two hands, right? So getting more, attaining more, having more is good. I mean, it's, it's not horrible. Like, I got two hands. Let's fill these thing up, these things up. So with that, I have a little visual for you to think about this morning. Because when you think about our hands being, you know, taking the two hands God gave us and filling them up. I guess the first thing I would ask us is how many of us, well, this isn't good to use a clock because now you know what time it is, so. How many of us fill up our hands with time? I don't mean time to spare. I mean like our hands are full with time. And what I mean by this is that we're working crazy hours every week, right? Crazy hours. You know, it's supposed to be like 40 hours a week is kind of funny or like laugh at that. You know, 50, 60, 70. I mean, like how many of us, we're just, we're, we're cramming, our, our hands are full of time spent. Our hands are full of time. And what happens because of this is we're not really available for our family we're not available for our, our friends. We're not available for our kids. I mean, we might be, you know, physically present, you know, to make sure the house doesn't burn down or something, but we're not really there with them. You know, how many of us, our hands are just full of time, just full of time. And so we become, we're emotionally, we're not really there, right? We're unavailable. We're, we're unavailable spiritually. We're, un, we're unavailable relationally because our hands are full of time. And so when people say, hey, do you want to go to lunch? No, I can't. I don't have any time. You know, I've got, I've got all this other stuff taking my time. You know, can you help out at the, your kid's school? No, no, I can't. You know, time. Hey, how about being in a community group? <laughs> no, I don't have any time. Hey, can you be on a serve team on Sunday morning? Are you kidding me? I don't have any time. Like the only time I might have is on Sunday morning. So I'm not going to, like I don't have time. And our hands are full of this. Our hands are full of this. And here's what happens. So God's given us two hands. And for a lot of us, we, we fill both those hands with time. Not only is it full of time though, but often our hands are full of money. And no, this isn't real money, by the way. So don't tackle me after church. How many of us, our hands are full of time and money? Now, again, not like I got a whole bunch of extra money here, like, you know, just throwing, no, but everything is about the time and the money because you're working crazy hours, because you're working the crazy schedule, because you're working so much during the week, you start to kind of feel guilty because all that time was spent away from the ones you love, away from the people you're supposed to be caring for and, 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 you know, influencing and, and all these things. And so you spent so much time and you feel guilty about it. And so what do we do? Well, you know what, at least I'm going to, because. I'm working hard at least I'm gonna earn some money spend all this time but at least I'm earning money I know I wasn't there for junior to hit the home run but at least I earned 
And our hands are full of this, folks. Our hands are full of spending the time. Our hands are full of making some money and then spending all of it. Our hands are full. Time and money. Oh, yeah, I know, but, you know, at least, you know, yeah, I, I've been spending so much time that I haven't been there for, for my family, my friends, you know, the, much less when, you know, someone like Shannon talks about serving people I don't even know. Earning money. So we acquire the, the nicest things we can, you know, because we've earned the money. You know, the top of the line things and the best stuff and the, the nicest finishes and the, the premium packages, right? And the upgrade seats. We, because we've, well, I mean, we put in so much time. We deserve this, right? I've earned this. Time and money in our hands are full. I mean, we want to show some, we got to show some kind of, of result for all the time that we've spent. Because we've earned it. But here's what I want to ask us today. Have we really earned it? Have we really earned what it is that we make? Whether you think you make enough or not enough. Or you go, you know what, I'm making too much money. Have we earned it? Because the average household in the United States has $137,000 in debt. So have we earned that house. Part of that debt, I found this to be quite interesting, is actually found in vacations. Vacations. The average family in the United States spends about $4,500 for a family of four to go on a vacation. And that's an average. So that means there's people spending a whole lot more than $4,500. And of the people that go on vacations, because I know some of you are going, man, I'd love to go on a vacation. But of the people that go on these vacations and put out about $4,500 per trip, 30% of the people that vacate take about three trips a year. Not one, three trips. So you're talking close to a little, actually $13,000 an undercut there. But about $13,000 a year spent on vacations. What's wrong with vacations? Nothing. I love vacations. They're great. I booked one last night. Yes, the irony is not lost on me. But I didn't spend $4,500, so meh. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, did you know this, another stat for you, that the average family spends 10% of their income on vacations and trips? 10%. Now, that's, I don't know if any of you know the churchy term for 10%. What is it? A tithe. So we're tithing our, our, our hard-earned money from all the time spent in vacations. Nothing wrong with that, folks. But our hands are full. And, and I ask this, you know, this time and money and our hands being full and, and this idea that, you know, the, the, the more is not always better because here's what I would say, and, and I know that this, this is a part that might hurt a little bit, and I don't necessarily want it to, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
Because I think about in the church and I think about how much time many of us are working and working and working and investing and investing and investing and we're getting a paycheck and every now and then we get that paycheck and you know on payday and we're like, I'm rich. And then like a week later we're like, I'm poor. I can't wait till the next paycheck. I'm rich again. And you know, we go on this round and round thing that we do because our hands are full of time and money. But if 10% is what we're spending on vacations because dang it, we've got to we got to make up for all this lost time. But I wonder how many believers, how many followers of Jesus, how many committed partners in ministry, not talking just at this church, I'm talking in general, how many followers of Jesus spend 10% of their or more of their income on, on vacations, and yet they don't support the ministries of the church to a level that matches their ability to give? Tithe into our vacations, but not tithing to the church but Shana and I spend so much time and I got to make up for that lost time by doing the really good things and the nice things and the upgraded things folks more is not always better Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 6 shows us this idea of this concept of our hands being full And it says this, it's better to have one handful with quietness. Okay, that's a life of, it's it's not full of of, of stressors and pressures and and, and that constant, you know, I've got to go, I've got to do, I've got to go. Better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls. I love the way this is worded. With hard work, nothing wrong with hard work, but here's the next part, and chasing the wind. Have you ever just busted it during the week and by the time the weekend came, you felt like you were chasing the wind? Like you don't have anything to show for it. That's what chasing the wind means. You have nothing to show for what you've been doing. Chasing the wind. Better to have one handful than two handfuls of all this pressure. Two handfuls of the example I want to give you is time and money, but there's other things. So why then is one better? What's, what's the point of this? What is scripture telling us if one is better? If I'm giving you an example of time and it filling up our hands, why is one better? Because for most of us are going, I, I, can't, I can't take less money. Like, our, our, you know, but what, what do we do with this? I can't change my job. I can't change, I can't do these things. And to be honest with you, both of those statements are false because you can. But why is one better? Why is one better? Because I'll tell you why. Because if I'm not overwhelmed, if my hands are not full of, I got to go, 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 do, do, do. No, sorry, I can't help you because I'm doing that with them. And no, I can't be there because I got to be here and all this. And but I, I, I feel so bad I've been gone. So at least I'm earning it. And I'm going to go see if I can find another way to earn more. And I'm just, and we're, our hands are full. Both hands. If we find a way to take our grip off and maybe we, maybe we find a way to, to spend less time and maybe less money and now we're able to balance these, suddenly, guess what? I've got a hand free. I've got a hand free. So when you need me, suddenly I'm able to say, you know what, I've got the time. 
or when we hear about an opportunity to, to help someone, to serve someone, to, to offer our resources, then instead of it being an automatic no, it's a, oh no, I've, I've got a hand free. I can, I can reach my free hand in here and I can offer you a little bit of what I have. That's why one is better than two in this regard. More is not always better. More is not always better. In the, in the church, as a pastor, as someone who tries to motivate you and, and people in general to, to you know, give you opportunities to serve, give you opportunities to, to, uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, as we say a lot, what I often hear in reply, and I'm not picking on anybody, and this has been my response as well many times, but, but when the opportunity is there, what I often hear is that I just don't have the time to serve. And I don't have the resources to share. I wish I could, but I don't. Wish I had the time, but I don't. Wish I had the resources to share, and I don't. It's not just the church that deals with this. This is everywhere. I mean, it's all the time. How often are you saying no because of time? And how often have you said no because of resources? Can't do it. Can't do it. Don't have the time to serve or the resources to share. So what's the answer then? What's the answer to our hands being full? If you're, if you're with me, if you're hearing this, you're going, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I understand what you're saying, Shannon. I understand the, the pressures of time. I understand the pressures of money and resources. I get it. What is the answer? It's actually a very simple answer. <laughs> The, the difficulty is in the living it out. But I, I want to offer this. I want to offer to you what I think is, is the, the, the solution to this problem. But before I do that, I want to tell you what the answer is not. But it's the answer I've chosen many times. And I'm guessing you probably have too. For a lot of us, the answer to time and money and too much and so much and, and I'm overwhelmed with it and I don't have a free hand to offer, for many of us, we've thought in our minds, we've actually tried to live this out. We've thought, okay, I don't have enough, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to use up some more time to try to make some more money so that maybe I can be more generous with my time and my money. That's the answer a lot of us have chosen. I mean, when we're faced with the reality of, of our hands being full, for many of us, we thought, oh, I just, I got to, I spend a little more time, make a little more money, and then everything will be great. But folks, more is not always better. If you truly want to have less handfuls of this power, you know, in order to, to actually have the hand free. To, to serve your family, to, to serve your, your loved ones, to serve your friends, to, to serve people that you've heard us talk about a lot, your sphere of influence, the people God has put in your life for you to have an influence on. But how often because of the overwhelmingness of time and money, we don't have any kind of influence on them whatsoever. I mean, they see us stressed out. That's what they see. 
If you really would like to have less handfuls of, of this pressure to make more money, to sustain a lifestyle in order for you to be able to help other people, if you truly want this, if you truly want to say, I need a hand free to be generous, I need a hand free to offer time, the really simple thing we can do, it's crazy simple, it's almost too simple, but it's to downsize. Downsize. Downsize stuff. Downsize everything. I mean, like Marie Kondo, Dave Ramsey, like all just your whole life. If you don't know who they are, look it up later. I mean, they just downsize. Like, look at your life and just and just say, okay, how can we downsize this? Listen, don't tell me you haven't thought about this. Don't sit there and look at me like I'm insane because I know you've thought about this. I know you've probably talked about this. Man, we really need to downsize. Downsize. Go through your closets and clean out the clothes, that just the clothes that are in there. I did that earlier this week and I and I filled up 15 like giant flex bags and you know, they flex for a reason because you can put more stuff in there 15 giant flex bags of clothes that I took to repeat boutique save a great ministry I took it there 15 giant bags gave away some other stuff to some specific people like some of Mallory's clothes and stuff some of Drew's stuff like downsized go through your closet here's what I've learned I've learned a couple of things um, that for some of us that have things in our closets this is what I learned this week there's a lot of clothes in there you're probably not going to fit into again <laughs> and um, if you did um, when those clothes came back in style, you're too old for it to look cool on you anymore anyway. So so there's your there's your uh, excuse to go ahead and just downsize that stuff, right? Just just downsize that. Go through that closet. I you know, storage units. I'm not gonna ask you if you have a storage unit. I know some of y'all have storage units. What I'd be most interested in is for you to give me an inventory of what's in that storage unit. Because I'm guessing some of y'all don't know. And here's what I want to offer. This is like a public service announcement to um, to, to parents. Because um, you, what you're thinking about the stuff in the storage unit is that you're going to pass it on to your kids one day. And on behalf of your children, I would just like to say, we don't want it. We don't. We just don't want it. Downsize. Downsize. I mean, if it's really that important to you, that, that beautiful side table, end table, What's in the storage unit, if it's really that amazing, put it in your house. And if it's not, I believe there's someone out there that could really be blessed by that. Downsize. Downsize. What are we holding on to it for? What's the point of it? Why are we doing this? Here's a thought. If you buy something, because we have to buy things sometimes. If you buy something... Why don't you give away two things? If you buy one, why don't you give away two? If you buy one, why don't you give away ten? This past week I was going through my closets and like manna from heaven, as I was cleaning out my closet, I found an unopened box of Birkenstocks. And y'all know I like my Birkenstocks. And there they were. It's like, oh. I mean, I didn't even know they were there. And here they were. 
I turned 50 two months ago, and because of that, it's by law now that you have to wear sensible shoes if you're 50 years old. And so I went to buy, I went and I bought some sensible shoes last week. So you know what I did this week? I gave away 17 pairs of some, some really sassy shoes. Some of them are sassy. But I'm not allowed by law to wear them anymore because I'm 50. I'm going to say this, and you're not going to like it very much. Downsize. Here's what happens. Well, you'll like this part. When you downsize and you go through your stuff and you identify stuff that you really want to keep, I mean that you really need to keep, and then you identify the stuff that you really can give away and you can part with, you're going to find that you can. there's some stuff that's just junk and you can like really part with it, like to the dumpster part with it. However, when you downsize, there is a built-in opportunity for you to bless other people. It's right there. I can't use these, you know, 57 t-shirts, but there's probably 57 people out there that could use a t-shirt. You know, I mean, it's a built-in opportunity for you to be generous. Here's the part you're not going to like when I talk about downsizing, because I'm not just talking about your closets. That's the easy start. Great first step. Great first step. But what about downsizing your spending? What about downsizing your work schedule? Shannon, I don't, I don't have that authority to do that. <laughs> you have the authority to find a job where you can have the hours that are better for you and your family. Sorry. Downsize your expectations for, for what you do, for your trips, for your vacations, for your excursions. Downsize. Now, you still might not be with me, and, and I get that. It's, it's kind of hard to hear. Um, it's just, it seems like insurmountable, and I understand that. But this is not just my opinion. I'm not just offering you an opinion based off of Ecclesiastes talking about one hand versus two hands. It's, I, I'm not like really stretching this thought out. I want you to hear from Jesus. And this is what he says in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. This is what Jesus thought about all the stuff, about all the things we have and the time we spend making money for the things we have and the things we want to buy to impress people we don't even really know. And this is what Jesus said in Luke 12, 15. Watch out. Oh, well, okay, Jesus wants us to watch out. When Jesus tells you to watch out, my suggestion to you is watch out. He says, watch out, be on your guard. So again, he's like, be looking for this. Don't, don't drop your guard on this. Don't just breeze through this. Watch out, be on your guard against what? Against all kinds of greed. Shannon, I'm not greedy. I'm not going to tell you whether you're greedy or not. I'm going to make that determination in your heart, but I'm going to confess to you that I am greedy. And Jesus says to watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Okay, so not just money greed, he's saying. Time greed, possessions greed, all kinds of greed, food greed. Greed, watch out. 
And then he says this part, and this is a part that just gets me. It's so true. It's not like any of us disagree with it, but my goodness, Jesus spoke these words, and he says that life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Jesus said that your life does not consist in the abundance of your stuff. Jesus said this. Jesus said, this is not what life is about. Life is not about you having abundance of clothes or an abundance of shoes or an abundance of all the things that we hoard in many ways. Your life does not consist in the abundance of stuff. Think about that. Your life, your everyday life, your work life, your spending life, okay, your hobby life, your, your leisure life, your family life, your school life, your life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Those are Jesus' words, not mine. And yet we tend to just fill our hands with time and money. Take on more and more and more and more. And when we do that, we find out that we do not have a free hand. We've got nothing to offer somebody else. This is why I encourage us to downsize. Better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. Now, I say that I believe this message could be a game changer for you. And here's why I believe this. I believe this for the person, for the couple, for the, the, the family, the retired person, the, the college student, the young adult just starting out. I believe that today, if you choose, it's on you, if you choose to start to downsize, start with that closet, start there. If you choose to downsize, I believe, I really do, that the days... And the weeks, and the months, and the years, if we downsize, if we start to live this out, they could be so full of immense opportunity to be used by God in a way we never thought possible. Because right now, how many of us are like, I don't have the time, and I don't have the resources for the things you're talking about, Shannon. More is not always better. So we downsize. And when we do this, what happens is we can start to live a life that says thank you. Like Because we've got a hand free, we're able to say thank you in the way we serve. Thank you to God. God, I am so grateful and thankful for your faithfulness in my life. I am going to live a life that says thank you. And I've got a hand free to do that. As we move towards communion, as we come to the table in just a moment, If you're wondering, if you are sitting there and going, I don't, why would I live a life that says thank you? Why, what has God done for me? Well, this table represents exactly what he's done for you. 
He's made, this is a representation of the reality that God sent his son Jesus. And in his fullness and in his, in his perfection, he took the place of us, sinful, broken people. And he gave his life and he poured out his blood so that our sins could be forgiven. That's the only reason you and I need to live a life that says thank you.